Welcome back to the Crown Refs Podcast for episode 253. This is the eighth installment of our Rapid Responses series, which is designed to help arm your tool belt with ready and effective responses for anything a coach throws at you. In this session, we hit on some powerful themes like it's more important to establish respectful communication guidelines than it is to provide a good explanation about a play. Hence, be sure to prioritize the most important topics during your conversations. Example, if they're screaming about a block charge play, we need to address the scream as the most important issue in that conversation before we even get to the block charge play. The power of complimenting the coach when they are speaking respectful is a great way to stroke their ego while indirectly setting professional expectations. The power of complimenting your partner over a call while you're near the coach's bench is a way of showing unity while providing assurance and reinforcement that the call was correct. Officials need to get out of their comfort zone and realize that if the coach is yelling at any member of the crew, they are yelling at you. Many officials will not address the coach unless they are speaking directly to them. Being a great partner can be uncomfortable sometimes, but you have to have your teammates back through thick and thin, and it's always the right thing to do. Lastly, it's imperative that the tableside official act as a de-escalator if the coach is shouting across the court. Many times, the closest official to the bench can play a pivotal role in properly managing the coach's behavior. We touch on all of these topics and much more during this 100-minute communication session. We hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you go. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. At that point, I'm not giving him the opportunity to ask a question after the way he just spoke onto the court. So that might be a time I don't want to give him the last word. I would never scream at you when you're trying to draw up a play. I'm trying to make a call here. You're screaming at me as I'm getting it right. Do me a favor. Let me work here. Is that fair? Everybody to Rapid Responses 8. Appreciate everybody being here. This is a series we started back in September, so I'm excited to continue to help it evolve and make it more and more challenging for you. Tonight's objective is to help provide you with effective and ready responses in real time. We're going to focus on like the speed of the response. We're going to be listening to a video or watching a video link provided by uh, Connor. Uh, Connor, real quick before before we get into it, just give me a quick background on this coach. I want to give him a shout out. Coach Sheldon, thank you for making this video and we are using it for educational purposes. So appreciate that. Is this guy from your home state? Yeah, he is from Ohio. I'm not, I think the school is about an hour away from where I'm at. This, is, this isn't a conference I've worked in or anything. I just ran across these videos on YouTube because I like the mic'd up format where you can hear that interaction with the coaches and the officials and players and whatnot. All I know about the mic'd up content, we're, we're, we're uh, doubling and tripling down on, on that format. So look out for 
a lot of stuff coming this summer. But um, thanks again. The more thoughtful everybody can be with their response, the, the more value you can provide for everybody else. So try to really mimic it just like it's a real game. The format tonight, like I said, we're just going to press play, watch this uh, video and chime in. Uh, and whenever there's a spot in the video where I feel like a management situation uh, should happen, I'll just press stop. I'm just going to call on somebody and try to have, you know, that response right away. You know, you're not just going to sit here and be like, all right. So the coach says, how is that not a foul? Let me think about that for a second. Hmm. Like, let's just get right into it. And this way, you know, you get reps here and I'm sure all of us will fail, but remember, this is just a, a, a nice private setting. So yeah, let's, let's get rocking. Coach Sheldon, take it away. Dude, them glasses are better than my LASIK. That's unfair because that cost me a heck of a lot more money than those glasses did with your insurance plan. Yeah. I got robbed. Yes! Sorry, I got to stop it right away. So, so far, it's comical, right? That was humorous, a nice exchange. But um, we did establish a personal relationship right there. Just want to point that out. You know, if it stays uh, positive the whole game, then those interactions are awesome. It's when they don't where those become um, something we should probably not do that much. How's that not the same charge? He lowered the shoulder. Because then that comes right you after two. that. Match up. Match up. Wires S2. Box three. Three. Three zone. Three zone. Three zone. Luke, you got 42. Dan and LePain. Dan. Hey, Dan. Tell Al he got that one wrong. Ball was tipped. There's no possession. Tell him, because I have him Saturday. I don't want that same mistake. So, I mean, that it was a very positive interaction until the end where it just gets a little bit more personal where we're talking about a future game. Like, I don't think any of you should get to that point in your games where you're kind of talking like this now if this guy is your friend and you've had him 10 years and there's really never any issues that's a different story but I just feel like um if you go that route that you're gonna get burned a lot of the times so that 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 first thing he said was fine but then you know the little personal we'll see you next Saturday but he, everything is cool so far see you Saturday dude it was tipped all over the place Nobody dude I get, I get bad paper doing you twice don't I I'll see you Saturday all right cool Jerry positive Miles Garrett did that, and he got thrown out for the rest of the year. How's that a foul? How's that a foul? Carmelo, what do you got? I Well, I'm trying to see the play. It's choppy on my end, but I'm going to say there was a legal contact. All right, so let's run it Let's run it back real quick. Yeah, just so we can feel, it, feel that play a little bit. How's um, that a sorry, I didn't optimize. I don't know if we'll see a lot of these plays oh! a great angle of it. I think it's more about him. How's okay. that a foul? Looks pretty legal. How's that a foul? Chris, he can't. Uh, you know what, Chris... though? The purpose of tonight is not to judge these calls, so let's just pretend like it's a foul. Chris, he can't guard any better. It was legal. I saw illegal contact. What did you Chris, see? Chris, he can't guard any better than that. You're only going to give him that one line? No. I'm explaining to him about the contact, what how the contact was Chris, illegal. He can't guard any better than that. So he's saying it from 
opposite the court. So, so somebody's going to probably have to switch if you guys decide to do that. Anytime a coach is shouting like that, I think it's good to at least go over there and try to de-escalate if possible. You know, he's asking, how is that a foul? Okay, it's a pretty simple question. So I, I like that you provided a rule-based explanation. But something that we also want to do is address the volume that he's speaking, right? We're addressing the way they're communicating. So after I report, or excuse me, before I report, I'm going to tell him, let me report first and I'll get to you. Okay, so you're going to say, let me report first, I'll get to you. Okay, then you walk over and, and then... I'll... We'll tell him step in your office. Well, let's go back to your office, which is his box. And then I'll let him, you know, talk to me. And then I'll tell him what I saw. I'll let him ask, you know, let him talk and hear what he has to say. Okay. <clears throat> Anybody have anything else there? Thank you. Like, um, like the one thing with, with that kind of play, like I would say, um, hey, coach, the like the offensive player um is um, is in a legal um guarding position because the defensive player i mean defensive player because because he moved forward um into the offensive player he would be in legal guarding position if he if he moves side to side laterally or or obliquely all right. That, I mean, that's the straight up rule based explanation. Just remember, we spoke about making sure you're not speaking that long or it's just sounds like it's just goes on a little bit too long. Yeah. Try to summarize that maybe if you can. But there's there's times where you just you'll have you'll have enough time to be able to say that. How's that not a foul, Mike? He came down right across the door. How is that not a foul? How's that not a foul, Mike? He came down right across the czar. All right, John, that's you right there in new trail running back. How are you handling this situation? How is that not a foul? Well, I probably would not address that right away on the transition play. Coming back, or if there was a dead ball, I would probably talk to him about this. How's and my comment foul, from Mike? the video... I say, coach, coach, I hear you. We can talk about it. I mean, I'd say something like that quickly um, as I'm running back, but I need to go officiate. I can't, you know, just let him be screaming in my ear. So I would address it quickly and then move. Okay. Um, if, if we had a timeout, like a dead ball or a situation where he asked about that play, I would, I mean, from the video I saw, I'd probably say, coach, I didn't see illegal contact on that play or enough to deem it um, a disadvantage to the offensive player. Great. Um, you know, sometimes we have to give them uh, a line or two when you're running up the court. You obviously cannot stop and have any kind of conversation right there. But when they get to a certain volume, you just you got to shout something back at them. Like, right. I'll be right there. Give me a second. Right. I'll, you know, so that was good. I like how you went there because we can't totally address the situation there. So let's say um, we have a timeout right after that. You gonna you gonna approach the coach? Came down right across the door. Let's say I'm reporting the timeout. I would probably if he came out even just after or before the timeout and said something to me, I would definitely address him. And I, I like I said, I'd say, coach, you know, from the angle I saw, 
I didn't deem that contact to be illegal. What did you see? Okay. Is there anything we're potentially missing on our approach there that anybody wants to add? And everything you said was good. So um, the one thing um, I would say, if he keeps on shouting, when you keep on going back, you like, like if with high school, you would start issuing him a warning depending on the severity of their behavior. I, I don't see this as, as indecent. Not, not this. I, I was going to say that I would want to address the screaming and kind of showing us up, you know, in a, assuming it's the first time, you know, do everything you guys are saying, like, Hey, coach this is what I had. What'd you see? By the way, please don't scream at us like that anymore across, you know, in the court. Absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Because we, we say the line in the pregame, the famous line, what we permit, we promote. So let me ask everybody, do you want to be screamed at as you no call a play and you're running up the court from being in new trail? Do you want to get screamed at like that? If the answer is no, then you got to address it. That's it. So that is definitely enough for me. I'm addressing that. I'm going to take John's approach there uh, initially when we're running up the court. I'll be right there. Now, you could give a technical foul. Like, this might be a clip from a different game. I don't, I don't know if these are a bunch of clips. So, like, if the coach has been an issue a few times and then that's the third or fourth time, that's a technical foul. But we're just, you know, going moment by moment. We don't have the context or the history of the game. Um, but I'm just like Matt said, we got to address that. So maybe a combination of what John had, uh, which is more of the rule-based explanation, your interpretation, the play calling aspect of it, and the explanation aspect of it. But Matt is then running the game and showing the way and the proper way we're going to communicate. We're and this was like, say, Paul, this was one of those plays where you could even just at the end say, coach, you may be right, but we need to communicate better. So we have to something like that. Guys, I want you to get creative. There's a million ways you could do this. You know, I've, I've tried to provide a bunch of templates for everybody, but create your own. What were we about to say, Carmel? Would you address his behavior first or talk about it, let him say what he needs to say, and then finish with the his behavior? My approach on those and I've said this before, is I really don't even get to the play because respect for the game comes before our, our different interpretations of a play or, or a judgment call. So that, that's the, the number one priority, I feel. So, you know, I may, you know, coach, coach, you know I'm very approachable. You know you can talk to me and ask me questions, but I would never scream or shout at you like that we're not going to tolerate that anymore. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, Paul. You're right. I won't do that again. I just feel like we're getting hit. Oh, coach, coach, I really appreciate the way you're speaking now. You hear how respectful you are speaking right now? Remember the compliment. The compliment also helps in those situations too when they change their, their tone. It's a way to keep them, um, you know, on that, on that tip more when you give them a compliment. Good stuff. If anybody uh, is inspired to take digital notes, um, 
I would appreciate that, but not a big deal. But it's always a good asset to have after these sessions, if we could share it through the chat with the people who weren't here, that's always cool. I know last time we did that. Oh man, how your wife does that every day is mind blowing. No comment. No, Mike! Mike, shouting out Mike. He's gotta travel, his foot shot fake and he wins. Demonstrating now. He was all Ohio last year and he hasn't traveled since his freshman year. You don't average 25 and get called for travels, Josh, do you? I wasn't looking at that one. Gotta have more hands. They're too comfortable. Our hands are down there. What do you got? Average 25 and get Donald, what do you got, sir? I mean, I would laugh at that. I mean, hmm. uh, the whole interaction, the, the wife thing, the, the um, he hasn't traveled since his freshman year. Um, I would say, Coach, you traveled on that one. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's just some good dialogue right there to me. So more of a playful response. You could take it that way. That's it. You know, we no, just want to make Mike. sure we, uh, we're not That's debating. Because see the, see the way he's about to respond right now, the coach? Where he's like, no, he didn't. Maybe the ref said something there that was more debate, so that made the coach, you know, come back at him like that. Oh, that's amazing, coach. He's a tremendous player. Gotta have more hands. Yeah. They're too comfortable. Our hands are down there. Dude, what are you doing? You're guarding 42. You're playing behind them on sideline out. You know what I mean? On a box out, you can't let them push you all the way under the rim. Jump! Hurt, go take it out. Jacob, go get the ball. Hurry up. Good. No, 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 Scott. That is not a travel. That is not a travel. He pinned, spivoted, and went up. That's a, you're allowed that one step off of a spin move. He hasn't gotten called for it in a year and a half. Jeez, O'Pete. Oh, no, 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 Ashley. That is not a travel. And then everything else he just said. What do you got? Uh, coach, that foot slid. He took that extra hop after he already had a spin move and he traveled. Okay, could you finish it all? Could you? Add, what could we add to that? Um, um, coach, if you have a question about this play, I would be happy to give you an answer. Okay, I liked. I like Ashley's initial response, but I feel like it was a little too short based on all everything the coach just did, everything he just spoke about. And then, you know, you gave him one, one or two quick lines. So does anybody have anything that maybe they could add to Ashley's that would be more effective? Hey, Ashley? Paul. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe if it wasn't the first time, I mean, it sounds like it's a similar coach. Maybe if it wasn't the first time that that coach said that, uh, maybe hit him with like, Hey coach, you know, I'm very approachable, but I can't having you referee from the sidelines. You know, I, you know, I would never tell you what play to play to run. Please don't tell me what, what violations and fouls to call. Is that fair? He almost seems like a coach that you have to tell him that you're done with that play, you know, because if you say something back to him, he's going to say something back and you're just going to have to let him know, Coach, I'm done with that one. You know, we gotta and, move on. We gotta move on, and because he's gonna, it's gonna be another one. 
he's just gonna he's gonna talk to you all night. That's the type of coach he is. Loudly, if you let him. Right. That's a that's a good point. I think also as far as high school rules go in FHS, this one this year, that was one of the points of emphasis that anyone else that I didn't talk to today besides Paul probably doesn't know about me, but I I took two years off to coach high school basketball. And we had to watch the rules deal. So, like, specifically to that play, like, man, we all – coaches had to watch that, and that was a point of emphasis for the high school refs this year in FHS. So, I mean, you could say, Coach, come on, that was a point of emphasis. You watched the video. Um, but I, I think the previous response is great, too. Like, you know, he's going to argue that all day long, just walk away from it at some point. Good. No, 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 Scott! That is not – well, before we even get to responses, play calling is just so important. And being accurate just eliminates so many interactions, right? So that's that's number one. Not a travel. No, no, Scott. That is not a travel. Coach, 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 Mike, Mike, Mike. Like, I might be cutting him off that whole time as he's trying to explain that to me because his volume. And he's demonstrating. And we spoke about this. Now, again, this could be a technical foul. This could be a warning. But we're tonight's rapid responses. So we're just going to try to give you the best comebacks for for all these situations. Um, so that respectful interruption by just coach, coach, coach. And you just say it until he stops talking. I've used that this year uh, a lot, actually. And... You know, it's just another way of de-escalating. It's a little bit more, I don't know if I want to say aggressive, but it, you know, it takes takes a little stronger approach. But Mike, Mike, and if, so after I get him down to the volume that we want, or preferably mute. No, no, Scott, that is not a travel. That is not a travel. He pinned, spivot, and went up. That's a, you're allowed that one step off of a spin move. He hasn't gotten called for it in a year and a half. Jeez, oh. Coach, coach, I hear you. I hear you. You could be right. You could be right. Okay. But we spoke about this in the first half. Just, just ask a question or please don't shout across the court. Could be something you could add. Coach, what's a spivot? A spivot? Let's see if he responds to that. Yes. No, I, I hey, think this one no, deserves a warning. Corey, you got 21. You got Yeah, I agree. Or a technical foul. Man, I mean, he, he he's he's shouting, you know, at the top of his lungs, and he's demonstrating the move. So he's showing the whole crew up. So, I mean, I think this one deserves a, a warning, official warning, or a technical foul because he's not going to stop. Can you can you reapply the pressure on this one? Because he's talking about he's fun. Like, can you ask him, well, what foot did he spin off of? Yeah, you could definitely do that. I and and I love Donald's approach um, about focusing on the demonstration aspect. Like we're not allowing you to do a spin move on the sideline, coach. Coach, that's a great spin move, but please don't uh, do that when you're when you want to talk about a play. Use your words. Please stop using your hands. You're showing us up. I would never show you up like that. You got to work with us here, coach. This is not a, something I would say all at once. I'm, maybe I'm just giving you a few um, little lines here and there, but those are the things that come to mind 
when I see this kind of demonstration from the coach. So nice work, Donald. Anybody have anything else they want to add? Zero. Corey, you got 21. Yes. No. Hey. No, you got zero. Corey, you got 21. You got 12. Come right. back tonight, Corey. Hey, hey Paul, my question to you is, um, if he's like this enough, like usually if, this is from my experience down in, especially my area in Toronto, when coaches are usually like this, um, usually I find it's best to get them in the first quarter. Would you say so? Absolutely. The earlier, the yeah. better. Yeah. The more you need, the less yeah. leverage we have. Yeah. All right. If not, he's going to mess you up all night long, man. He's going to be in your yeah. ear all night. He's going he's gonna to influence your decisions on the court, and um, it's not going to be a great, great experience. You know, you're going to leave what you, when you get in your when you get in your car, you're going to have that knot in your in your stomach and you're going to be like, that wasn't my best game. And it was all because of what he did, you know. So. Gotcha. Yeah, great point. Great point, Adam. And Donald, thanks. Thanks for that. No problem. Yeah, we got to get there early. Just because going back to what we said, what we permit, we promote. So you're going to let it go in the third quarter. Then you're going to speak up. Then you're going to go approach them at a timeout in the third quarter after there was, you know, four or five outbursts or let's say four or five complaints. Got to get there earlier. Be uh, comfortable being uncomfortable. And and the um, the uncomfortable part is like yourself talking in your head. Oh, I don't want to insert this into the game this early. Like, I know we've all said that. Oh, it's four minutes into the game. Really? I got to go address this? Yes. It's two minutes into the game. I have to give him a, a response right now? Yes. Maybe you do. Hi, Corey. Corey, you're done. You should get me a nice cup. You, you're probably all We done. can't treat all the coaches the same. Like, we can't treat all the games the same. If the coach comes with that much intensity, you got to match his intensity at some point in time. Because, like I said, he's going to ride you all night. And we don't want that, you know. I don't want that. Well, could you be more specific with intensity? Because we're not – it's not like we're going to provide an intense response, right? But I know what you're saying well, with strength. Match that, that, authority, exactly. that authority level. Just, just – just, I just want to emphasize that we can't go into the game thinking that we can approach the coach, each coach the same way. Like if that coach is bringing that intensity, you have to hit it early and you have to, I don't want to say match it again, but we have to address it. You know, we, we, we can't let it go on and not address it and have that influence door, our decision-making on the court because ultimately that's all he wants to do is influence our decision-making on the court. Say that one more time. Influence our decision-making on the court by that's yelling and showing us up. That's what he wants to do. He wants the calls to go his way. We know what his intentions are. It's not to help us become better play callers. It's to communicate in a way that could potentially manipulate our thinking into calling it a particular play his way. And sometimes it works. Backdoor. Good cut. But we can't let it work. 
So we, we're always talking about using our voice and preventative, preventative officiating with the players. I feel the same thing has to be done with the coaches. You know, and it's as simple as like uh, when you're greeting the coaches, a quick message. Let's keep our conversations like how we are having them now. Let's not yell across the court. Just put it in the game early before it even comes to issue. Have you had experience doing that? Absolutely. When I got familiarity with coaches that are obnoxious, and I know that going in, or like my crew knows that going in. So it's like, all right, you know, some of these guys get away with answers because of who they are or their namesake. But if you nip it in the butt early, you're saving yourself in the long game. How have the coaches responded to this proactive approach to game management before a play even occurs? Some of them, you know, they are who they are. It hasn't stopped. But when you when you administer that warning, they're not shocked. It's like, we already talked about this. You know what I mean? Do you have a high percentage of times where you said, you know, you kind of laid out the ground rules of communication and the game went very smoothly after you, would you say like a high percentage of times that happens? I would say for myself personally, when we've inserted it, it's gotta be all of us on the same page. It can't be two of us say something. No, I'm aware, I'm aware. No, hundred percent. I, I totally get that. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out the success of that approach basically in your eyes. In school ball, yes. This AAU circus stuff, no. It hasn't worked in AAU. But they're more strict in Texas about their behavior and their consequences on their actions. Mm -hmm. All right, Paul, hey, Paul, I would like to share just a real quick story. Just, again, having come on off the bench as a coach, I, I had a colleague that I worked with as a ref, and then he refed some of our games, and I was the coach. And he would he always has this one line in the pregame conference. He says, he says we like we like questions. We don't like yelling. And he says it kind of like with a condescending tone. And I, as a partner, I never really, I didn't address it. I didn't like it when he said it when I was not the, the crew chief or the R. But uh, so I, I never said anything. But as a, as a coach, hearing that in a pregame meeting, it kind of came off like, dude, who do you think you are? Right. And because because I think what I'm getting at is the tone and and how you present these things. I think they're valuable and I think there's definitely value in it to, to get it out, to air it out and be like, hey, we're not, you know, please just we want to be respected, you know, make that very well known. But I would say coaches don't understand what we do largely and just be very sensitive about your your tone because, you know, people look at us as like cops, right? And yep. like, oh, they're the fun ruiners, blah, blah, blah. So like, if you if you come in with that tone, like like an authoritative tone right off the bat before you really establish a relationship with someone, it can come off as kind of like, this guy thinks he's this And he just like, you know, who is this guy? So just some perspective. That's a great perspective. So I want to kind of blend what you and Avery just said. So, I mean, Avery, if you find like that's a successful approach, then then that's that's great. But just just like what Matt was saying, make sure you're communicating almost like a friendly, just respectful, courteous 
you're almost obligating him to abide because of how nice and professional you are are speaking you know because if it if it is in an authoritative um tone where the temperature of the game might not be there yet where we're kind of don't need to bring that in the game is something to consider so but i appreciate a, a lot both of your responses anybody have any anything else to add on to that thread um, I, I would like to probably second what Matt and uh, Avery sort of said. I know from my experience, um, I I don't put the foot down as quickly as I would like to, where it doesn't escalate crazy, but if you get it early, it nips it. Um, I always like to just grab the coach, not physically, but when I'm running past them or I'm nearby, just having that chat for me to get them on the same wavelength because communication is key as always and the tone is very important if you're like just barking and shouting at them that this is how it is then what what's 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 their purpose what they're going to do they're, they're going to be resistant to it so i i second what matt said you know how the, just how you angle it how you word it you know i've always been told try and be short and sweet get to the point that sort of makes can end the conversation as quickly as possible. That's my own, own experience from it as well. Thank you for that, Andrew. Let's just make sure the short and sweet approach, you know, doesn't mean we're not giving enough. Like they do way too much where we need to, okay, we need to be patient sometimes with our communication with coaches and just know the game's not going back until I get this conversation out. Like this needs to be addressed. So coach, I need your attention type stuff for this, you know, 10 seconds or whatever. Not that I'm going to tell them how long I'm going to talk to them for. Does that make sense, Andrew? Yeah, uh, no, and it's every situation's different as well. I, I get where you're coming from. Like, like I said, it's for me, I, I try and explain myself as much as possible and get to the point and then try and move forward. Yep. Good call, coach. Yeah. I, I love the line that you always say, Paul, the coaches, good luck today. All my partners and I ask for is professional communication. And, 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 and they usually, you know, shake, shake their head. They agree with that. And that allows you to address anything that you consider or your partner consider unprofessional communication at any point during the game that, that allows you to address that because you already, set the expectation and for everybody on the call that was done i use that under the context of a high school game in the captains and coaches meetings in our state where we meet with with them about uh 10 minutes before the game and that's kind of how i leave them with you know we expect we're very approachable if you have a question uh gentlemen but we expect professional communication uh good luck have a great game you could use it with a in a college game because you're not going to do a captain's meeting or a coach, excuse me, a coach's meeting in college. That's just something you can add in your response. You know, coach, I'm very approachable if you have a question, but we're going to, we expect professional communication out of you tonight. Is that fair? I mean, what can you say to that? He's got to give us the, the answer we want there. And that, and that puts him in our framework and that's where we want him. That, that allows us to control the dialogue and run the conversation. What's up, Tommy? Luke, 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 let's go. Got Matt, you got Matt, you're the two lane. That's a push right through his back, Al. 42 can't. 
Scott, 42 cannot lower his shoulder and just ram right through a kid's back on a box out. 42 can't do that on a box out. Can't do what on a box out, Coach? You can't bump my guy off his spot like that. Yeah, you're right. I just, I didn't see it that way, Coach. Was there something that you saw that you want me to address? I like that line better than than just the repeat whatever he said line. I think that's a little bit better of a of a um, first line with the coach there. Do you think you could switch that part up? Not lower his shoulder and just ram yeah, I can do that. Back on a box out. What did you say again? The initial thing that I said or the second thing uh, that I yeah, said? Yeah, the second part. Oh, I just said I didn't see it that way, Coach. Was there something that you saw that you want me to look? Okay, so I didn't – Coach, Coach, I, I didn't see it that way. Is there something that you wanted me to look at? Talk to me. Yeah, I like it. Okay, this is small talk alert, small talk alert. Double team the best player, and then we just leave him. Unbelievable. It's like we haven't Ref isn't engaging. I like that. Okay, he's smiling. That's fine. Or something in practice personal relationship stuff there. Engage at risk. Engage at your risk. Okay, let's let's add a little more context to the carry line. Let's say at this point of the game, um, he's he's made two calls. Like, travel, travel. Then Three minutes later, he got hit. He got hit. And then now, for the third time in the first quarter, he's about to do this during a live ball. John, what are you gonna, how are you going to respond to that? I would probably, first of all, just to I agree with all of what you guys said, but um, I think tone and optics matter a lot, and this coach is too, too much. Um, especially visibly. So I think that we need to shut that down. So Paul, to your point, if you, if he's, this is the third time in a row there, we had a play like this. I'd say, coach, coach, let us, we, we can't have you officiating the game. We, we trust us to do our job and we'll trust you to do yours. Focus on your team. If you have a specific play that we want to discuss or a tendency that you want to discuss, we can discuss that at dead ball situation or whatever. Um, something like that. Love the focus on your team part. You're giving them a tip. Anybody else want to add to that approach? One thing um, I would say is, Coach, I wouldn't give you any coaching advice, so please stop giving me officiating advice. Well, say one more time. Coach, I would never give you any advice on how to coach your team. So please stop trying to give me officiating advice. That's really good. Seems a bit combative. That's that's my takeaway on that. Um, as far as my response here, I think it I think it deserves a warning if you get a chance to uh, get a dead ball. You know, to, you know, you get a whistle or a, there's an opportunity to stop and give them the warning on uh, on his unsportsmanlike behavior, his unprofessional manners so that's my take on that so, so i have a question for the group so we know that I, at least i'm watching this this same coach through this video and i'm kind of treating it like one game 
But if, if we were going to assume that this is like a game by game, like an isolated event, would you guys still like, so uh, this, this last comment from the coach, if that was a one-off isolated event in the first quarter, would you still stop, you know, stop the game or whatever and, and issue a warning? Just quite, I mean, cause like I'm watching this guy, I'm kind of fed up with him because I know I'm already in those behavior, but in, in one game, in one game scenario, are you going to stop the game and issue a warning for that one comment? What, the no. carry part? Yeah, or just any of these. Like I said, I guess my point is, my question is, if these are kind of like, these are strung together and they're across multiple games. No. So I can't, I can't. Sorry, Matt. The first time, no. Unless it's like something that totally needs to be addressed, you get one. For me, you get one. Feel free to shout once. You know, unless it's not totally uh, rises to the level of unsportsmanlike. Yeah, if you got an F bomb in between, <laughs> in between yeah. any of those uh, calls, yeah, you know, because that that we've all heard that before, you know, that's a that's an F in travel, so. Uh, thanks for bringing that uh, context point up, Matt. Let's just approach each one of these comments like it's. Uh, I'll try to provide a little bit more context, maybe like I did last round, but let's not. Yeah, we're not watching the same game here because at this point, obviously, we know we would have given a technical foul or perhaps he would be ejected. So let's try to do this by a case-by-case basis for the sake of our session. Hey, we're still free. Because I think it is a bunch of different clips, too. Get in there, June. That's over and back. That wasn't tipped, Rick. That's over and back. Uh, okay, I don't see a deflection. That's over and back. But let's say we did that have a deflection tipped, and coach was stacked. That's over and back. That's just something you might just want to you know, catalog since it's, it's two nothing. And I know Matt, you just kind of spoke about this. That's just something we'll catalog, maybe respond uh, during a live ball real quick, similar to what John recommended before. Coach, I'm 100%. There's a deflection. I'll come over to you at the next dead ball. Paul, when you have early game situations like this, where you already can tell, maybe you have experience with this coach or something, and you can tell that it's starting this way. Uh, we talked about nipping at the butt early. Do you have any kind of passive aggressive comment to the coach being like, coach, are we really going to start the game? Are we going to start it like this? Mm, do, do you try no. to diffuse it in some way? I think you can hit on, I think you can nail what you're saying. Meaning like we know, coach, I know that you know that you've done this plenty of times, but I think you need to communicate it like it's, just this game and there's no history so you got to find the correct wording to deliver that message you want um without giving up the fact that you're kind of making it personal sure sure yeah i just i i you see this actually pretty routinely where you're you know first call or two in the game and, and the coach is already heated the early especially when it seems like the right call yeah, I mean, like like we said, the earlier we can get to them, the better. So I don't think you can really go to them early enough. Sure. I would say the majority of us go too late. Then go go maybe a few steps too late versus, you know, earlier. It's just something we naturally avoid. Humans don't want to deal with difficult people. Um, and apparently we signed up to do that. 
but hopefully it's something that we're going to improve over time. I think we're, we're putting in the work to take those steps. It's going to take a little bit of time. I'm talking, uh, we're talking mac macro points now, but you know, if, we're, go ahead. we're doing, Paul, can, I share, can I share a camp story quick? That's similar. Um, one of the higher profile officials at camp this weekend talked about 99% of officials are home officials. Um, and we don't necessarily, of course, think that we are. Oh, I'm sorry, John, I missed the word. I missed the keyword. Home. 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 Okay. Yep. So if you're at a home game and naturally, you know, if there's eight or nine calls that are 50-50-ish, five tend to go to the home or six tend to go home's way and the two or three go to the away team. And it's just human nature is how he described it as we like positive reinforcement whether it's a crowd or something and so i think this coach kind of fits in that same boat too where it's like now a 50 50 call is going this coach's way if we don't handle him correctly you know you, you if you feel like you're intimidated or you want to please him because of how his optics and tone have been all game um and that's like the, the comment you said if we permit it we're going to promote it um or if we promote it whatever we'll permit that from happening so i i think that's kind of true too is trying to change our mental a little bit about how we approach these coaches and also how we even approach the basketball situation these these games in general um this guy suggested and he suggested to all the officials i ever talked to he said bring us with you he said become the boo official the guy that the team's boo because guess what you know you're fair if that's the case be okay with the booze too. Don't let them affect you. Exactly. All right. That the referee just did the unapproved deflection signal. Absolutely no reason to do that. Uh, it can only get us in trouble. A lot of times, not a lot of times, there'll be a time where your trail official or center official calls a foul as you're signaling the deflection. So no need to to show this sales. This is a sale. You're trying to you're trying to sell that it's uh, not a foul. And the ball didn't even go out of bounds, so n no real point to do that. No one hurt us. All right, Coach Sheldon, take it away. That's over and back! That's over and back! All right, let's add some context to this. All right, you spoke to the coach briefly early in, earlier in the first quarter uh, for refereeing on the sideline, and you asked him to ask me a question if you, if you want, but please don't shout across the sideline. So you had an encounter with him. Now this is about to occur. That's over and back! That's over and got back! Got the call right. You got the call right. Connor, how are you going to handle this? You just correctly called over and back, but he was screaming over and back as it was happening. I'm probably going to hit him with something like, Coach, I understand you're upset right now, but you know, you got to give me and my crew a chance to call the play. You know, we just called it correctly, and you need to stop officiating from the sideline. Is there a specific question you want me to answer? I don't think the question – I like a lot, everything you said until the question part because at that point, I'm not giving him the opportunity to ask a question after the, the way he just spoke onto the court. So that might be a time I don't want to give him the last word. All right. Right? Um because we have to address, he's he's officiating, he's screaming before. Coach, coach, um, you know, this game is as dif difficult already. 
I would never scream at you when you're trying to draw up a play. I'm trying to make a call here. You're screaming at me as I'm getting it right. Do me a favor. Let me work here. Is that fair? So your content is good. Just know the right time to use it. And I just don't think that was contextual for that moment where you're going to give him the platform to or complain about something else. Does that make sense, Connor? Yeah, that makes sense. Anybody have another approach there? Uh, we, Like I said, we had to speak to him earlier in the game about professional communication. Now he just ref the play screaming uh, at you as you're getting the play right. Paul, I just wanted to add on to what you were saying about, you know, being distracted. And, and you know, I think that earlier in my officiating career, I felt like that was part of the game, you know, that a coach or, or, or you know, AAU tournaments or, you know, fans or, you know, they can distract you. And that's just part of the game. You have to fight through it. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to tell the coach, 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 I can't concentrate when you yelling at me on every play, let me referee the game, please. You know, and, and, and that's okay to put yourself out there and tell whoever you're talking to that you're distracting me, you know, and I can't do my job correctly with you continuing this unsporting behavior. Great points, Donald. And that's part of the abuse culture where we think it's okay to do that and it's just normal. And we had to show strength to kind of break out of that mold. And we got to be a, go through a little friction in order to do that. But we got to be the ones to do that. Um, Donald, one thing I, I thought about you when you were delivering that response, I just want to make sure you're not showing stress on your face when you're delivering these lines. You're showing a poise, a calm, a maturity to you, but blending an authoritative voice. Understood. Just trying to be authentic, and 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 yeah, I don't I don't want to be stressed. I don't I don't want my reaction to bring another reaction from the coach. I I don't want that. So I'm definitely going to be working on that. But I want to be authentic, and I want to let them know that I'm passionate, um, and that I mean business. A hundred percent. And. Like I said, that was just though I felt like I could see your face when you were doing that. And that would be the one critique I would have had if I was watching you live. Like, you know, that was a great response. But, you know, you look like you were sweating out there. You look like you were just stressing in that moment. And when we show stress, that's that's a form of like showing weakness, I think. Right. Um, we got to be stronger than that. So but I'm glad you went there so I could kind of go there. All right. Great stuff, guys. And I have a little bit of a twist to the way Donald said, oh, I would never, I would never distract you when you're trying to draw a play for, with your team. Refereeing on the court is very distracting. Please don't yell on the court. Is that fair? I mean, I think that's a pretty good line. I've used that this year. Some something similar. I think that would really get the essence of what, like. I think you make a great point. I think we should use the distracting line as a word to use in your tool belt to describe a situation. I think that's relatable, and the coach can empathize with that especially when you get specific and connect it to you interrupting him and during his, um, you know, a moment when he's trying to drop a play that will give him context and maybe really let that response hit, right. home, hit home even more effectively.
his hands on him, Chris. It's not a foul. Andrew, how you respond to that? You just gave him an explanation. He just screamed, it's not a foul. Um, if it's an individual, like the first time, because it's, um, I want to give him a warning, but because it's a clip back to back to back. No, we're staying, we're staying in the same context. This is the second, you just gave him that response about, you just gave him that response and then he raised it up and said, that's not a foul after you gave that response. So the, the verbal judo, the rapid responses didn't work there. Okay. Um, in theory, I would try and give him a, a give him a, for, a warning for um, well, unsportsmanlike or unprofessionalism. Um, but how I normally officiate, I'll probably give him another, you know, have a chat with him again and say this is you know your final warning or you know this is your last chance. You know, next time I'll go, I've got to give you a warning or a tech, and and sort of. Try and keep the peace. Get his get his understanding that he's frustrated, but you know I saw you know I called what I saw, and um, and try and then move the game and try and inbound the ball, or if it's a free throw, get the ball inbound for free throws or whatever it is that the situation is. Just get the ball inbound. Keep moving. Keep moving the ball uh, in play because if the ball's in play, guess what? He's going to forget what he was talking about to you about the situation and the ball's in play and it's going to be something else that's going to carry on. Anybody else have another response to the that's not a foul comment? Pedro, what do you got? He's screaming it. Um, uh, yeah, in his manner right there. Uh, yeah, you had, already, you had already spoken to him about professional communication. Right, that was the fact. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's the tech. You're gonna scream. That's not a foul. After that's I just came over discipline. and spoke to you about a play. And right. you know what it looks like in this situation? He's screaming across the court. So what should be executed by the crew right here? Avery, what do you think? How should the mechanics of this management work? So. If he's screaming across the court, personally, for me, I don't know exactly how so, but I would say if I was uh, trailed and uh, plays in the front court and he's in the back court, so I'm closest to him, I'm going to hit my whistle, two, two, two. Administer the warning to the table, tell him to document the time, explain to him what the warning's for. Because I said, you said in the context that we've already spoken to him. We've already spoken to him. You are, you're now, let's say you were just spoken to him. You rotated opposite table. He shouts, that's not a foul. Now you as the table side official, how should we hand, how should we handle this now? Like I said, when you say spoke to, did we give him a warning or we just speak to him as like. We didn't give him a warning. We, we, I got, I got a lot of patience, you know, with certain things and this. Everybody has different patience with players and coaches and everything. And I'm all for using my tools early so that we're not speaking to them again and again. My speaking to is usually a warning. Okay. So when you say we already spoke to them, I'm not going to come out and be like, hey, tech, because we didn't officially put the warning in the book. That's just me personally. You won't ever give a tech before a warning? No, I'm going to say won't ever. If it warrants it, absolutely. Good. Not everything warrants, not everything warrants a warning. Right. So with that one there, if I'm table side and I'm closest, 
and he's screaming at one of my co-officials, I would, just like we have cadence whistles with plays, I'll have the cadence whistle, but you also don't want to seem like it's a one-on-one thing with your partner and him. You mean only the one official is handling it? No, like if, if, say you called it in and then you're walking across and he's yelling at you, then you turn around and you whack him with a tech. It seems like it's a one-on-one thing. I don't have a problem with my crews being a bad guy sometimes, you know? If you're screaming at my official, my co my co-official, I can administer the text. So then it's not like he singled you out or you singled him out because you just made a call, he disagreed with your call, then you whacked him. You know, we could switch up that perspective and just think, no, they're the they're being the bad guys. We're actually being the good guys. Yeah, you administering the rules, yeah. Because we if say that line, we say that we say that line, we're being the bad guys when we have to penalize somebody that's actually being the bad guy. So we're not being the bad guy. And I'm saying that, and I know it may be a little humorous, but it's try to maybe alle- alleviate any stress you might have about that going into uh, a situation like that. No, I hear what you're saying, 110%. So uh, the video I put out yesterday about um, one official in the lead giving a warning, right? And then the other official gave a technical foul because the coach kept going on. I think this is another situation where the table official just gives a technical foul right there, right? Carmela just gave a great response to the coach. We're not going to do that anymore, okay? If you have a question, blah, 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 you run away. He still says that's not a foul. Do, 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 other official tech. Hey, I have a question. Yes, Ashley. If it's on like a, a free throw, because I, I mean, to me, like, I guess I believe like don't break the uh like the momentum. If it's on a free throw and the kid's about to shoot like the shot and like the the coach is like that wasn't a foul, do you let the kid shoot the first free throw or do you just blow it before and just give him a tech? Well, so you're just saying as uh A one is shooting his second free throw, he shouts that's not a foul? Or like before, the, like um, like how the coach looked, it looked like they were about to uh, administer free throws. Mm-hmm. So would you allow like A1 to shoot the free throw first, like the first free throw, or would you just give them the tech like before the free throw? Anybody have any ideas for that situation? Cool. I think what uh, I'm sort of saying is they give the tech before the free throw gets administered. Then yeah, clears tech. it anyway. Tech when it happens. Because he's not shouting after the second, the first free throw. He's, he's he's been shouting before that. If he's shouting during, or or before the second free throw, I'm not going to hesitate giving him a technical foul. I mean, if it warrants it, I'm I'm not going to let him distract the shooter, just sort the shooter by keep shouting during the free throw. So are we are we issuing a violation as well if he's doing it? we think in a disconcerting way to the free throw shooter. Like, let's say she misses the shot and he just screamed right before she shot. I'm gonna let her shoot another. I don't think it says anywhere in the rule book that disconcerting can come from the bench. I think anybody from the bench can say whatever they want. Disconcertion can come from the bench, but um, I definitely wouldn't give her another shot because the coach is yelling. While we're on the disconcertion line, I thought it was an interesting discovery today 
um, when I, we couldn't find the disconcertion verbiage in the high school rule book. I thought that was very interesting. Why did I assume this whole time that disconcertion was a rule in high school? Anybody else find that interesting? Did you see the pictures I post? Yeah, it's in there. Did Where? you see what I posted? It's on. I it's posted, a rule ten, I think. No, it was nine one three. Or nine. hold on, I have I have the picture. I posted it in the chat earlier. Um. You can bookmark bookmark our NFHS app. Yeah, no, I I did. I just I still have the pictures, but it talked oh, okay. about it used that verbiage. It used distract. It used disconcerting. Hmm. My mistake. Oh, okay. So it's a. It was in the case book, and it talks about. Um, it was nine nine one three situation D. So it's in the case book. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah. Thank you. You want me to read it? Sure. Okay. Uh, the ball is at the disposal of the free thrower A one, B one with the vi within the visual field of A one, raises his or her arms above the head, or after his or her arms have been extended above the head alternately opens and closes both hands the ruling is b1 may be penalized in both a and b the official must judge whether the act distracts the free thrower if the official judges the act in either a or b to be disconcerting it shall be penalized free thrower is entitled to protection from being distracted it is opponent's responsibility to avoid distracting the free thrower Thank you, Carmelo, for that. That's not a double dribble. Not a double dribble. Okay, so let's just catalog that. Not, that's not something you're going to respond to, but you heard him shouting, that's not a double dribble. Uh oh. This is a new game. Hot sauce. Should have been Matt. Same game. Anybody have an idea what the best management approach is with this situation based on where the reps are? Charge! Charge! Here. I would say, uh, as I'm going to the table already, I already know that he's being emphatic on the sideline. And I'm like, coach, 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 I hear you. Wait a minute. Let me report the file. Give me a second. I'll come back and talk to you. That's already going to bring him down a little bit because now he feels like I'm going to listen to him, at least in most cases, right? And then if I come back to him, I'm like, Coach, what do you got? He's leading with the shoulder. Uh, my player was standing in the lane all day. Coach, I had the, the defensive player illegal. That's why I called him out as a foul. And I'd be done with that conversation. Love it. Love your X's and O's there. I want to ask you a big picture question. What is the best approach the overall crew could have could do in this situation? This could be our first response. And I don't want you to think like um I don't want you to think like giving rule-based explanation right now. Oh 
I'm gonna pause it. I'm trying to give you guys a hint. Wouldn't the the official that's walking in front of him tell him like, Coach, let him report, and he'll get get right back to you? This is a very important theme of the night right here, and and you know we talk about great partnering, what it means, and it, it means a lot. But in the most difficult moments of the game, when it's uncomfortable, when you think it's none of your business, it is your business. If he shouts at you, he's shouting at the crew. So the best approach is this official is right here. As soon as this coach starts barking after my partner in lead uh, calls a charge. He's, uh, I'm already getting a sense of what he's doing. I feel it. I feel his arms go up. I feel his volume. Okay, so right after like that first outburst, the second or third thing he says, second thing he says, we've got to de-escalate right there. That's where our partners need, because we we're obligated right now to report the foul. We cannot get to him right now. Somebody is available to speak to him right now. And that's where we just got to step up. Coach, 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 we got to trust Bob right there. He had a great look. If you really want to talk about it, he'll come over to you. If you want to switch, he can switch right now. And I know I don't offer up the switch part a lot, but that could be one time you insert it after you've calmed him down and de-escalated him. You're not just going to say, hey, all right, you know, take a hot coach and say, all right, partner, come get him. Come calm him down. We almost want to warm that situation up, or in this in this sense, cool it down. So yes, the 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 table side official, and this is a theme for you guys to hit in your pregames too, guys. If he's shouting at one of us from across the court, the table side official needs to de-escalate immediately. And as you can see, this official is in a very close proximity to do that, and he's just watching him yell at his partner. He's watching him serve up our partners. We got to intervene in these spots. Thoughts, anyone? Yeah, I got something. If I'm the trail here, this might be, especially if I know this coach is going to be, like, upset after this call, this might be a time where I come in, like, right when you make the call, and I'm like, oh, great call, Paul. That's a great whistle right there. I wish I would have had it or something like that. And he might calm down right away when he's like, oh, well, you know, Connor had the same thing as he did down there. Anybody use that approach at all? Absolutely. I think it's important to like uh, this, this coach allegedly is referencing like uh, the difference between different crews on a different night. So in your, in your areas or in your, you know, in your local groups or whatever, you know, your, your, your boards um, to have these kind of discussions too, like, you know, we want to make sure that as, as a as a region, we're we're all supporting each other too with like good partner habits. Because I know in my area, uh, Paul, you referenced this today on our phone call. Like partnering in the high school level uh, sometimes is not not that great. But the more you can kind of unify your your area, your conference, or whatever um, in in how you officiate it, it certainly helps. Uh, you know the expectations from the coaches. Thanks for sharing that. And Matt, uh, excuse me, Connor, absolutely knowing the right spot when to kind of um, give support to your partner's call in that moment by saying, hey, great, great call, Connor. Great work, Connor. Great work, partner. 
in the moment of when the coach is starting to complain could be a good way of indirectly responding to the coach. So I like that approach there. Just know the right time when to use it. But I've found that to be reassuring for both players and coaches when you can genuinely communicate that to a partner after what seemed to be a questionable play. He led with the shoulder, too. It's not only did he lead with the shoulder. My kid's standing there all lead with the shoulder, too. It's he got to be standing there, Mark. He led with the. Right, let's let's uh, respond to this one again, though. After we've gotten the, the partner aspect and the management aspect out of it, let's focus more response based now. How long's he got to be standing there, Mark? He led with the shoulder too. It's not only did he lead with the shoulder. My kid's standing there all day, Mark. Carmela. leaning with the shoulder comment. Mm -hmm. Carmel, he's leaning with the shoulder. My guy got there. I didn't have him in like a guarding position. That's not what I was saying. How are you going to say it in a quiet tone like that? No, sorry. I just didn't. <laughs> I don't want to yell it. Too. Right. It's no, I don't want you to yell it. Right. With the shoulder. My kid's standing I mean, there all day, you know, Mark. Day, Mark. Only did he lead with the shoulder. Two. It's not Let's rewind, right? The whole context of the play. You call a charge. He's immediately jumping up and down as you call it. You go report. You still hear him talking as you report. Your partner is standing right there. He doesn't do anything. Now you're rotating over and you're you're going to give him a response after this. So that's the context. He led with the shoulder too. It's not only did he lead with the shoulder. Coach, what I saw was player was in legal guarding position. Or, sorry, was not in legal guarding position. Um, and then I would probably, I mean, if he's still coming after me, I'd probably just give him warning if he's still talking with the tone. I just want to remind you guys about the topics of discussion that we should be talking about and understanding what the priority themes are. And in this case, I think the priority is addressing the fact that he's shouting at you while you're making a call and then while you're reporting. Those are two times that he's distracting me from doing my job, both on the spot of the foul, as I'm signaling, I hear him jumping up and down, throwing his arms up. And then as I'm going to report, so I think that takes precedence over the rule-based explanation approach that you're going, Carmela. So I wanna make sure you're addressing the top issue first, or, or not first, but like you're giving them a quick rule-based, coach, I had the defender in a legal guarding position. Now do me a favor, you know, like something quick and then right into offense. Cause you gotta, again, why why are we not addressing that? You want that to happen again? Do you want him to be shouting at you when you're trying to report the foul and get yeah. and get the correct number and all that stuff? Yeah. I want to leave you with one more tip, everybody. A lot of times I don't even talk about the play. 
I'll say that again. Everybody wants to know what, like, what to say to the coach. I don't even talk about what they're talking about. The conversation they just brought up, I'm not even talking about that anymore. I'm changing the subject. If, if it rises above the, the play calling dynamic, if the game management aspect of the play rises above the just judgment part, then that needs to be addressed. Then we need to manage. I hope that's sinking in there again. How's that not a foul? I've got four nickel dimers at the rim, and that's not a foul. That would be quiet. We're not doing that tonight, okay, Chris? Dan, I, I just done. want the you're, same call. You know I, that's you all know, I'm asking for, you're, Dan. You're, 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 you're Dan, We're not going to get that call tonight, okay? All I'm asking for is the same thing. We'll give it to you if it's there, and it wasn't there. He came straight down across his arm. Because I'm doing that tonight, okay, Chris? Dan, I'm running back. How's that not a foul? I've got four nickel dimers at the rim, and that's not a foul. I'm to be quiet. We're not doing that tonight, okay, Chris? Dan, I, I just done. want the you're, same call. You know I, that's all you know, I'm asking for, you're, Dan. You're, 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 you Crown Refs, which is the exclusive home for the audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game.